Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. for Batter Up, the definitive Atlanta Braves podcast with host Joe Patrick and Caleb Johnson, giving you exclusive insight into our Braves from Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Joe and Caleb. Welcome into the Batter Up podcast. Batter Up, whatever you want to call it at this point. It's it's early, Joe. It's early for, for our viewers on Facebook Live and then for anyone else who is listening later on. Coffee's it is, out. <laughs> yeah, it's a... It's an early 9 a.m., which may not be early for everyone, but it is for us. Listen. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. It, it's early for us who, who jump on to talk about the Braves. And at least, Joe, I will say, at least us jumping on this morning, we have a bit of some positive vibes that we can send out into the world versus if we had jumped on at 3 o'clock yesterday oh. afternoon. And what yes. of... It would have been rough as everyone can so we kind of get to where we are in this Brave season. The Braves are ten and twelve at this point on the year. Since we last talked, Joe Patrick, we are three and three. It's uh it's been rough, my friend. Thank goodness for Dansby Swanson's sage. Do you ever burn sage? <laughs> I don't. I don't either. I've incense is nice. That, that, I've been around that before. It's pleasant. Um, that was a pretty funny story, by the way. If anybody hadn't heard about that, that after the Braves got no hit and got, I don't, I don't know what's more embarrassing: getting no hit over seven innings or getting one hit over fourteen innings. But yes. both of those things happened on Sunday, uh, and then afterwards, Dansby Swanson brought in some sage and burned it as a uh, cleansing. Uh, to cleanse the clubhouse and everything and everybody and everything involved with it. And it turns out to have worked because the, the offense did come back and bounce back yesterday. But uh, yeah, man, it's been such a weird season so far for the Braves because it just seems like they just keep on treading water. It's weird because when you look at the record and you look at the stats from the team, it's like, wow, well, maybe we should be thankful for being 10 and 12 at this point because you look at some of these offensive numbers and it's like the batting averages and the 
just the overall offensive production is absolutely woeful outside of one or two obvious players. And um, yeah, it's so it's been a weird week. And thankfully, that taste of Sunday is just out of their mouths because that was one of the most brutal days of Braves baseball that I can really remember, honestly, in recent times. Like probably, but from from before the Snicker era was probably the last time there was a day that was that bad. Yeah, and and like you said, with the, with the Braves pulling out a win last night, eight to seven over the Cubs, it is when you look at how the Braves have played the Cubs this year. It's like, well, I need to look further down on the schedule. We got any more games? You know, can we can we keep <laughs> yeah. playing the Cubs? And interestingly enough, they're in the middle of what is going to be a, a four game series with the Cubs, so maybe things can level out a bit. But it just seems like you. The last time we spoke was when we were heading into the Yankees series, where it was one of those, mm-hmm. all right, the Yankees are not playing very well. Can we just get out of there with a split? And that's exactly what happened. You get uh, that that first game was just offense, once again, struggling. You know, just it was, it was who yeah, was going to break yep. first, and it was – the Yankees, who were able to score on, I'm I'm trying to remember it now, but it was like a walk, uh, walk at a single or something. Like it was not the potent offense, you know, right. that you're expecting out of the Yankees, and yet it was enough to pull out a victory. And then you go into another start where you get a great performance out of Ian Anderson, which as I, it's so funny now. Like we are at a point where it is it is a carousel of who's going to be the consistent starting pitcher this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like so far, more often than not, you can count on Ian Anderson, which is great. So the Braves able to get some offense enough in that second game against the Yankees. And then, like you said, the 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 first game that the Braves get against. The Diamondbacks, you get some offense again, and you get Wascari Noah back to his normal self, I guess. I enough. Think so. Yeah, we we could yeah. say that. Yeah, his, yeah, his normal just, self is dominant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dominant strikeout pitcher. But yeah, and and then it was like the rain came and washed out mm, Saturday. That's what it was. Yeah, you know, washed just, out all those good vibes. Well, so I think. One of the strange things is, is if you don't live in the Marietta area, uh, I'm like five minutes down from the ballpark, and I was actually supposed to go to that game Saturday, mm-hmm. and like an hour before first pitch, there was hail at my house, and so it was just, it was so bizarre, and I was like, well, you know, I kind of looked out, and I was like, well, don't think we're playing tonight, <laughs> and, and looked at the forecast and saw how it was, it wasn't going well, and was like, all right, well, you know, grab two on Sunday, and then Sunday, like, it's, and I, and I don't necessarily know that I could call, I feel like I called last week a roller coaster, and I don't know that I can necessarily call this week a roller coaster, it's just expect the unexpected, maybe, like, it just, <laughs> yeah. it's just bizarre. Yeah, we're just in choppy waters right now, and, and the Braves just have to figure out how to navigate this period of time. You know, I've, I look at last week, if I look at it from like an optimist perspective, you went to New York and you got the split that you wanted, and you also got some other things in that split that you would have liked to see. Uh, Austin Riley hit a home run, his first home run of the season in New York. 
that was great to see. And then he hit another one. I think he hit another one. Uh, yeah, uh, when he, they came back on Friday in the yeah. first game of the Arizona series. And I think Ozzy also homered in that game. So that was good to see. And you hope that those guys can kind of get back on on the tracks, so to speak, um, from the at the plate. But um, man, that that game on Sunday or the doubleheader on Sunday was just really a bummer because it felt like with that game on Friday, that first game of the homestand, that first game of the three game series against the Diamondbacks, that that was going to be like a nice little platform for them to just you know win a series, win the series at home, go into this Cubs series having just won one, and then it all just gets taken away from you. It seems like it's so fast. It seems like that doubleheader just went by in a flash. Um, and it's a shame because it looked like things were getting on the right track. But again, then then last night happens, and it looked and it was a positive night overall. With when you look at everything that happened, Freddie Freeman homers. Uh, you know, you you get a good start out of Charlie Morton. You know what was interesting? He gave up the grand slam to Chris Bryant. That really takes away from um really what he showed on the night because yeah. you know Brian Snicker was like I thought he was going to throw a no hitter <laughs> early in the game like just like his stuff was so good and Charlie Morton said after the game last night that it was the best stuff that he's had in a game in years I think he said in three years it was the best stuff he'd had in three years um, which is pretty impressive considering he is a guy that just is kind of known for that so um Good to hear that. And then you have Ian Anderson. I think I'm very high on Ian Anderson right now. I know we're going to talk about some of these pitchers a little bit later in the show, but you know, he's, it's been so good to see him. He started off kind of rocky, but then he's just steadily improved and, and seems like he's getting calmer and getting more command over his stuff uh, and just pitching better almost every time he goes out there and it's very linear progression. So it's very good to see from a young pitcher like that. Uh, I think there are positive signs from this team like that, that we can kind of try to, try to find but there's obviously also some some weird some negative stuff and you know I'm sure we'll talk about the offense but it's weird I don't really know what to say about it that much instead of except for like you just hope that these guys revert to like you know they they regress which means they actually progress to the numbers that they've shown throughout their careers you know that the law of large numbers is just going to play out here and that this is just kind of a a fluky part of their careers and of the season but you just have to kind of trust that things are going to revert back to normal, right? You would hope so. I was going to make a point on the Charlie Morton thing with mm-hmm. him giving up a grand slam. That was very interesting that Mark Bowman of MLB.com, he sent out a tweet, and I was going to send it to you, Joe, uh, because it it opened the door for a potentially very long night for you because – uh, he, uh, Mark Bowman laid out the stats of the last times that Charlie Morton had given up a grand slam in a game. And the last time he had given up a grand slam as a brave was, I think, 08 in a 17 inning yep. game yep. that Mark Teixeira <laughs> walked off for the Braves. And I was, I saw that and I was like, Ooh. Uh, and, it, and it was a long game last night too. It was funny because I knew that we were recording this podcast in the morning, and I was like, "Of course, this game is just dragging <laughs> yeah. on forever." And then I was like, "It was eight to seven in the ninth inning." I was like, "Will Smith, you better not give up a run here. I'm gonna be so mad." Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm just gonna leave the stadium if you give up a run here. Screw it. Yeah, but, no. He, it was good to see Will Smith come in and shut the shut the game down. He's he's starting to look like he's gotten a little bit more uh, consistent. I have a little bit more confidence in Will Smith now than I did. A little bit earlier in the season, but uh, anyway, I'm sorry, I'm getting no, off topic, but yeah. Oh no, it's it's fine. I it's one of those. I, I just wanted to bring up that point because I thought it was interesting, and I was like, "Whoo, could have been a long night." Uh, yeah, you, for sure. You, 
you mentioned the bullpen, which is something that you say you don't have the answers when it comes to the offense. I don't I don't know what to say about the bullpen. I because, know. Yeah, the bullpen's in a situation where, all right, I feel like I can trust Tyler Matzik, but then didn't have his greatest stuff last night. I want to be able to depend on AJ Minter. Not entirely sure what I'm going to get every night. Uh, Will Smith, to your point, comes out, closes, looks a lot better than he has in other starts. I mean, in other closing appearances. It's just Nate Jones, who came out last night, is still one that every time, I feel like every time I see him come on my TV screen, I'm just like, yeah, I know. What are we doing? I know. What are we, for everyone who who can't see my face, I took my glasses off and I'm just throwing my hands up because I am honestly in a point where it's like, why is he still on the team? I'm sorry. I know it's heartless. I know he's living out his dreams. But guess what? Show so is Sean Casmar Jr. And that was a fun little story that we had for a little while, and then reality checked in, and he got sent back to the alternate training site. Like it's that. You know, this is this is a big boy league, and so if you're not working out, what are you still doing out there? It's gotten to the point where I'm not, I'm not late season, postseason of last year, where I'm getting frustrated with Snit yet, but because it's too early. It's for me, for for Caleb, it's too early in the season to be really um, nitpicking. Brian Snickers managerial decisions. It's mm-hmm. just too, it's just too early. He's sure. trying to figure out things just as much as the team's trying to figure out things. So I I feel like early in the year I'm never going to be that critical of his decisions. However, yeah, just throwing Nate Jones out every night is or not every night, but anytime he does, I'm just like what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. So I know no, I'm I'm with you. This bullpen it's really like you just kind of are at the point where you just kind of cross your fingers and, and yeah. hope, and hope yeah. you get through it because you don't know what to expect from a lot of these guys when they come out there. You know, like we've been talking recently with Chris Martin having gone down um, that the team really ra- lacks like that that solid, reliable right-handed arm that you would like in a kind of a setup role that can pitch a seventh, eighth inning and kind of get you through those innings relatively without a lot of stress. But honestly, like, let's be honest, right now, it's not like I have a lot of faith in these these left-handed arms either, which are supposed to be the guys that we should be able to rely upon, you know, the Tyler Matzik and A.J. Minter that you talk about. Um, Those guys haven't really, you know, shown me, given me a lot of confidence. Uh, One of my friends, I haven't really met him in person, but online friends, uh, Demetrius Bell from Talking Chop, put out a tweet last night that was like, who do you trust in this bullpen right now? (laughs) It's a good question, because it's like... yeah. No one individual, really, honestly. Maybe Will Smith, I guess, because he's kind of the most consistent one. But even still, like, you don't, it's not like it's a guaranteed lockdown save when he comes in. You know, he's allowed more base runners than I'm sure he would have liked to have allowed so far this season. So, yeah, it's just been a, it's just been a struggle. And it's just weird considering that, you know, AJ and Tyler Matzik were just so good last year. Uh, it's weird to see them come back and just not be the same guys. Um, you would just have, I would have just thought they would have kind of carried on from where they were, but um, yeah, it, it's tough. And then I, with the right-handers, it's like you got, I think Luke Jackson was like the the right-handed setup man in the game that they won on Friday against the Diamondbacks. And that was stressful, of course, because <laughs> yeah. it's Luke Jackson. I mean, it's like one and the same. Um, so yeah, it's just, you just, are hoping you survive these bullpen appearances right now. And 
I don't know what they do um, to to address this because it's going to be. It seems like it's going to be very difficult for this team. And I was kind of making this point on some of my radio hits over the last week. I feel like this team is in a position where they're not going to be able to as easily just like bring on relievers like they were able to in 2019 to kind of solidify because in 2019 they added a lot of payroll when they brought those guys in they they didn't have to give up many prospects um I think like Colby Allard uh there weren't like a lot of high-end guys that they had to trade away but they added they added money and they don't really seem to have that money now or at least that's the perception I get based upon what we're hearing from these Freddie Freeman contract extension negotiations where it's like if they're stuck in that much of like a you know, if they're butting heads that much and there doesn't seem to be any kind of wiggle room or negotiation based just I'm just kind of inferring this based on yeah. what Freddie Freeman said, then it doesn't feel like there's going to be like a ton of room to add payroll onto this team midseason. So I don't know. And, and, it, and it makes me wonder, like, I feel like in past years we may have seen, you know, when you experiment with a guy like Nate Jones, bringing him onto the opening day roster and he performs like this. You just kind of cut bait, you know, you, you move on and it says something to me that they're not doing that. And it seems like they really are going to be relying on him and P- and other pitchers like him in that bullpen to kind of get their shit together eventually. Can I say that on podcast? Are we allowed to curse on, on podcast? <laughs> um, I can't say it on the radio, but I think I can say it on the internet. Anyway, it's, uh, it's just a struggle, and I don't really have an answer for it right now for fans. I don't know if anybody does. Everybody's, I think, is just as stressed out as I am. So, to an earlier point that you were making, and this is something that it's been fun for our radio station. However, and just I feel like Braves Twitter in general, Luke Jackson is getting a bad like. He is, he, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those, like, we are we are now so used to picking on Luke Jackson that when it started to go bad on Friday, it was everybody was, oh, here we go again. <laughs> and then it was one of those, like, hold on, but he got out of it. And I'm scrolling I'm scrolling Twitter being like, oh, oh where's that? Where's that tweet? Where's the yep. tweet that he got out of it? Because we've got guys who we look at as being better than Luke Jackson who aren't getting out of their jams. Yep. Who sure. you know, who aren't getting out of their messes. And so I was that's why I was like, don't don't sleep too much on Give him a little bit of credit. Yeah, yeah that's true. especially that's true. especially out of this bullpen. Though you you talk about the money and the Freddie Freeman contract talks which were brought up again this week. And Almost immediately, or well, that was this week, right? That were almost, la- Im- yeah, the yeah, this last week of action, yeah. But that were almost immediately shut down in a very, very awkward mm-hmm. way. You know, it was one of those. If if I remember correctly, it was just like I, I'm not focusing on that right now because like it wouldn't do us any good if I were to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what did, well, what did you take away from it? Well, the big thing that he said that caught my eye was like, there are no, no negotiations. Uh, he yeah. was asked, like, what are the state of negotiations? There are no negotiations. <laughs> so that to but me, yeah. I, I was just going to say, like, should should we take this as uh, Anthony Rizzo situation where he's like, I don't want to talk about it until after the season? Or is there some real issues here? To me, it's like a little bit of both, and maybe it's just like there's enough in each of those camps that it's hard to parse which is which, but the way it came off to me was that, um, 
and it was almost more the tone in which Freddie Freeman spoke yeah. about it than it was uh, it, like the words that actually came out. So I don't know if you looked at a transcript, it might not come across the same way. He just sound he just seemed frustrated talking about it, and so it it didn't it did not spark joy. It did not spark joy. But um, you know, I, I still think that. If you were to give me odds on whether they re-sign him or not, I think they're going to re-sign him. You know, like I, I think that you have to make, you, you just have to make that happen. But um, you hope it doesn't contribute to any kind of negative negatives for him during the season. But I don't think it really is. You know, I think a lot of people are kind of trying to draw that line between the contract situation and his performance because you know the numbers are poor for him this year. But really, he has hit the ball pretty hard outside of maybe like the first week he really has gotten going but he has just been hitting it right at people a lot of times uh but again he hit a home run last night he has been hitting the ball hard and he's been hitting homers um he just hasn't been you know as kind of like the uh all-around hitter that he that he's shown in the past but I think that will come around I think we will see the same guy I don't think the the contract negotiations will affect that but I don't know that 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 little bit just made me think that Overall, this team financially is not as, you know, uh, Braves fans have used that financially financial fl- flexibility term for years <laughs> now. And I don't know if they have that right now, which is kind of scary because, it, it, I mean, as much as we joke about it, it has been something that you can kind of fall back on. And um, this team has been very proactive in the last few years in terms of adjusting the roster midseason. And I just don't know how possible that's going to be this year. But uh, I guess we'll, we're, we're going to see over the next couple months. But because it does seem like this team could use bullpen, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Especially bullpen. I, you know, it was funny because early in the season, I was most worried about the bench and now it seems like the bench is, um, quite reliable. You've got like yeah. really good <laughs> options there now with Guillermo Heredia, uh, Adrianza, you, you, you've got guys you can work with there, but, um, it's this bullpen that really is, is concerning. I, on top of being concerned of the, about the bullpen and, you know, we, we went through guys who have gotten starts recently. The two that I feel like we didn't touch on are the ones that were rough, at least in my opinion. Drew Smiley and then Bryce Wilson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drew is a guy that are we just putting it on, I guess at this point, are we just putting it on, well, he just came back from injury. I don't know. So, you know, you will know that I was high on Drew Smiley coming yeah. into the season and I'm not that high on him now. <laughs> um, that 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 last start gave me uh, some worry just because of the way that his arm looked like there wasn't um, the ball wasn't really jumping out of his hand. There was a lot of stuff over the plate. And then it's honestly worrying to me to see or to hear him assess his start afterwards. And he was like. Yeah, I actually thought I pitched well. I just made the one mistake, uh, you know, and that kind of thing where it's you like know, he, he was getting hit hard the entire game. Like, it was like guys were just licking their lips ready to tee off on him, you know? You know what You know what vibes it gave me? What's that? Mike Fultonevich. Mm, yeah. That was, that was the problem because I'm glad that you're bringing up how he sounded after his start because I caught the same thing where it was this moment of like, Hold on, you don't, you don't think that was bad, like, <laughs> yeah. like I, it was honestly. I was in a position of if I hear you blame the elements or something else, like I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> so to hear that, I was very, 
it was one of those moments of like like a guy Mike Fultonevich who we see who we saw in the past who kind of made a lot of excuses I'm like are you speaking to yourself as much as you're speaking to the media is this what you're trying to play or you know cuz it's one of right. those I'd, I'd rather the honesty I'd rather just the yeah I didn't have my best stuff you know going to try real hard next time whatever however you want to phrase that and so yeah to hear that he didn't think it was that bad it was like did you did you watch the same game that well, I watched, <laughs> and I think what it really speaks to, if you like psychoanalyze the situation, is that it it's like he's not um, confident in his position on the team. At least that's the way it comes off to me. Because if you were, you would assess it more honestly, right? Like you yeah. would be more open with where you're with your faults and things like that. And it almost seemed like he was trying to defend his own performance in a way that was um, pretty like transparently. N- inaccurate yeah <laughs> just so um which always then makes the situation kind of awkward because i don't want to like bash on players or anything but that was just not a good look in my opinion and it really disheartens me because he was kind of a guy that i was um much higher on coming into the season than a lot of uh fellow braves fans and pundits and things well, like that i was about to say look i still stand by the fact he is the guy on the opening day roster i circled and i said he's not going to be here in october you did, and I, I still stand by that, and it's, and I, I don't get any enjoyment out of seeing him pitch poorly. It's one of those, mm. uh, you know, I, f- I feel like my dad in this situation. I don't know if your, if your parents ever did this to you, where like, I don't, you know, I hate to be right, you know, I, I don't want to be right. I want you to prove me wrong, kind of deal, yeah. <laughs> you know, with something. And it's, and it's, I feel like we're in a situation where I'm like, no, nope, this is kind of looking like exactly what I thought. Uh, Move that on to Bryce Wilson, who is a guy we were both high on, who then, you know, I mean, we talked about the offensive woes on Sunday's, out of Sunday's performance, but the Diamondbacks score five runs in the first game, seven runs in the second game, and Bryce Wilson doesn't have a pickoff move. Like, what? 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 (laughs) I just... I'm seeing... Two throwing errors, and the confidence seemed to be an issue once again. And I'm like, oh man, are, are we back to square one with Bryce Wilson? Yeah, he looked he 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 looked probably the least confident I've seen him um, as a Braves pitcher at the major league level since uh, well before that that game that he pitched against the Dodgers last year in, in the NLCS. Uh, I, I'm still I'm not like that worried about Bryce. You know, he's I think he he's still a relatively young pitcher, a relatively inexperienced pitcher, and sometimes you're just going to go through things like this. And I have no idea what's going on with the pickoff move situation there, <laughs> but um, you know, I think that it's just one of those things where he's just got to he's just got to work through these things. And honestly, from my perspective, it's not like I'm expecting Bryce Wilson to go out there and be dominant every time every time he takes the mound. Um, I, I'm kind of in the in the, at the point where. I'm willing to accept some performances like this, assuming that he can bounce back from them and pitch relatively well in some of his other outings. I think that these things are just going to happen. Um, and that's why he's not a guy who was like, you know, on the opening day roster. He's that's kind of where he is in the pegging order right now. So I think it, it kind of makes sense. But, um, you know, I, I think overall in this rotation, when you look at this rotation, it's it's actually it could be worse. You know, um, I think what you've gotten from Charlie Morton so far this season has been like a real 
I don't know if saving grace is the right word because you were obviously expecting him to come in and be good, but it's really kind of fortunate that he didn't, there wasn't, there wasn't like a Cole Hamill situation with him or there wasn't yeah. like one of those situations that can happen because that's always the risk when you sign a guy who's that late in his career is that something happens and um, you don't get the output that you were expecting but thankfully they had that he's been a real anchor for this rotation and then um I guess to boost my own ego back up because I was so wrong or I have been so wrong on Drew Smiley so far this season Waskar Yanoa was kind of like my dark horse guy I didn't think he was going to be starting like a regular starter at this point in the season I thought maybe he, he might be even a relief or a reliever right now but man what a what a pleasant surprise he's been just one bad outing but outside of that the guy's been incredible and even at the plate he was like knocking in runs for himself and yeah. stuff in, in the last game but um he's been it, it, you think about how many things more things could have gone wrong if, if Waskar you know was not the guy he was again Charlie Morton situation um plus you've got this the existing situations that are happening with Drew Smiley and Max Freed um things could be worse so again when you when you take all these things into consideration Put them on top of the struggles that you've had in the bullpen, the struggles that you've had hitting, and then you look at the record at ten and twelve. It's hard for me to like be that pessimistic about this team's chances because when you think about it, it seems like almost everything that could have gone wrong for this team has gone wrong so far, and you're still a game and a half out of first place in the division, yeah. and you know you're you're still in a relatively decent spot. It kind of hit me last night after the game. Freddie Freeman was talking. He was like, we're three weeks into the season. And I was like, wow, are we only three weeks <laughs> into the season? It's felt like uh, it's felt like absolute like chaos so far. So I'm just kind of like hoping we're just waiting for this team to kind of settle in, let things click. And then they get on that that real hot streak where they just win series after series like they've done the last couple seasons. Yeah, I think part of this is dealing with the fact of, at least in my opinion, that the Braves are in the most competitive division in baseball. Definitely, yeah. They, you know, I, I don't think they're in the, the best. The NL West clearly mm -hmm. is showing that they're the best division in baseball right now. But being in a very competitive division and still sticking around, to your point, like you're saying, I'm, I'm at a point right now where I look at this Braves team from kind of, you know, I'll call it a bird's eye view or whatever, and at the moment... They are an average baseball team. I don't think yes. there's nothing spectac spectacular about them. There's nothing terrible about mm -hmm. them. Like, they can figure out things. It's just that I think Braves fans and people who saw how they performed getting a, just a game away from the World Series a year ago are disappointed, and rightly Definitely. so, just because this isn't the, the – they didn't just – pick right back off where they left in 2020 and so that becomes frustrating but it is just I think if you're if you're able to look at this team and realize okay this is right now as as currently constructed an average baseball team that doesn't get too high doesn't get too low outside of Sunday it's going to be okay it's only three weeks in the season like you said but now we're over 10 percent of the way through and um, you don't love it. Like, it's just, it, it's yeah, so I, tough. I know what you mean. I know it's what you so mean. tough to talk about this team because it's like, ah, I mean, it's not terrible. It's fine. It's fine. That's, and you, you never want to talk about your, your team or the Braves as, ah, it's fine. Right. You know, I, I, 
you're you're totally right that it is hard to talk about this team in a way that is logical and makes sense. And it's like I, I think it's because like we're just not yet seeing what we know that these players are capable of producing. You know, like we know that Ozzy Albies is a much better player than what he's shown so far. We know that Dansby Swanson's a much better player than what he's shown so far. We know that Marcelo Zuna is, you know, that's one of the huge differences between this year's team and last year's team. Last year, he was all, nearly won a triple crown. And this year, it's like he can't hit anything. So, um, and I think that that stuff will turn around. But in, in, the, in the time right now, you can't, you don't know that for sure, for sure, for sure. So, um, it's just very difficult to talk about with any kind of logic behind it, other than the fact that you just hope or expect this team to keep, to kind of reverse things around, but that hasn't happened yet. So it's like where this team is now is, is in this very ambiguous place. Um, yeah. So I don't know what else to say about him. Honestly, no, I, it's I'm, good. It's good to see Dansby Swanson speaking. You know, I mentioned Dansby It's really good to see him hit that home run yesterday. Uh, I refer to it on Twitter as the Dansby zone where it's like over that, over the three seventy five marker on the right, right center wall. That's like the sweet spot for him when he's swinging well. And, and he's, um, that, that, that's where he was hitting a ton of balls when he first started working with Chipper Jones in 2019, where things really seemed to click for him offensively. Um, that's kind of his power zone right there. And he hits home runs and doubles off that wall. And if he can continue to do that, then I think we, I think we could potentially start to see a breakout for Dansby. Uh, I think that that was a good sign to see him hit a couple balls the other way, actually last night. And he also hit a hard single as well. So hopefully that's a good out and that's a good look for him. You know, Riley's gotten off the mark with a couple homers recently. Albies hit a home run the other day. So hopefully some of these guys can can start to get things going and the bottom of this lineup can start to produce a little bit because they really have not produced anything. And it, Dansby said the other day, he was like, if it weren't for Ronald, we could have been like 2-11 and 11 at one yeah. point, which is, which is saying something that you know a, a teammate would admit to something like that. But I think he's right. I think... Being able to speak about that is, like you were saying earlier, it's being comfortable in your position uh, and and knowing that things can get better in, and hopefully they continue. The Braves are, right, like we said at the beginning of the show, are in the middle or uh, one game into a four-game series against the Cubs. Expect to see the Sage back out on uh, Tonight, I yeah, I would I would one hundred percent expect to see the Sage back out as the Braves finish up a four game series this week and then head out on the road to Florida, right, to play the Blue Jays. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida That's to play the, the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so weird to kind of wrap your head around where you're going to find this team. Or are they they, they? they they're in talks. They might be in Buffalo at some point this season. Who knows? Maybe they stay in Florida. And but maybe anyways, we see Max Reed against the Blue Jays. Mark, Mark Bowman kind of floated that that you could see him because he wouldn't have to hit. Yeah, yeah. It would. It's honestly, it'd be he a threw, great, great he, point he, to see Max Reed. He threw Go a live ahead. BP. He threw a live BP yesterday on Monday, so that could potentially line him up for something. Yeah, Friday, it's, potentially Saturday. It's just a, it's at a point where I don't even know, like, if it's bad, I just want to see Max Freed out know, there yeah. getting, you know, getting some innings in him, getting healthy and and trying to piece this Braves team back together. But that is where we'll leave things today. 
For Joe Patrick, I'm Caleb Johnson. You've been listening to Batter Up. Find us on the Odyssey app and uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And have a great day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.